This is Moments with Foo with James Foo Torres, better known as Foo, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Moments with Foo is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Foo. Hello and welcome to Moments with Fu. I'm your host, James Fu Torres, or you can call me Fu, hence the name of the podcast. And today I have Todd Wilson. He's the he's a loan officer and the author of Crack the Credit Code. <laughs> and I'm going to let him tell you more about that. But first, Todd, how are you? I'm doing well. I Thank you for having me on, Fu. And how are you doing today? I'm doing good. doing good. You know, it's Friday. Feeling good about finishing the week. I want to go to... Uh, rave later uh so that's my therapy session <laughs> when i go and decompress and uh just uh forget about business for a while but um but yeah no, i'm excited for for this conversation uh so uh, let's kick it off with a quick introduction about yourself and your company okay well i started the mortgage industry like back in 2001 I knew absolutely nothing literally nothing and i had to learn from you know the very bottom i it was kind of like going to kindergarten being the one kid that has never even learned any of the alphabet. And so, you know, I started learning the business and, you know, started learning about credit. But then when things fell apart in 2008, my credit fell apart too, because my income dropped 80% in one year. And so, you know, I filed bankruptcy, foreclosure, you know, everything. And so I had to figure out how to rebuild my credit, but I was really hesitant because I knew I'd gotten in trouble with credit before. So, I didn't use credit for three years. And then I started to realize how much it was holding me back. I mean, I couldn't buy a house, couldn't buy a car, couldn't even rent a car or get a hotel room without a lot of trouble. So I had to figure out how to rebuild my credit and start over again. And so when I did that, you know, I, I called people that I knew in the mortgage industry because, you know, they knew about credit too. And I was shocked that nobody knew until finally somebody told me how to get my first account. And they said, oh, get a secured credit card. I didn't think I'd get approved, but I did. And after a few months, I checked my credit and my score was actually higher than it had ever been before. So I went, okay, I don't want to mess this up again. So I got to figure out what to do. And so I did a ton of research, made sure I didn't mess things up. But as I was doing it, I found out there were 87 million Americans that had bad credit. And what most people don't know about is there were another 45 million that had no credit score at all which means that was over half the adult population had either bad credit or no credit. And that's kind of what led me to write my book because I realized that I wasn't alone and there were a lot of people that need help. Damn. Yeah, no, that, that's crazy uh, to think. Uh, Cause for me, uh, I, my, my mom, that's one of the biggest things that she, she did taught me. It was not deep into credits and how they work or anything, but she was like, like, oh, like credit is important. I pay everything with credit cards. I, I pay in time and then I build my credit. And then every time that I need to leverage it, I can't. Right. So I had that growing up. Like all my life, I saw my mom. My mom is super open with us. Um, So sometimes too open. <laughs> but but we knew everything. Right. And we, we were always in the loop with everything that she was doing. And so I saw her. She's like, yes. Oh, let me get points. And it's like, oh, with points, I can get free gas or free stuff. Uh, so then I always grew up with that in my mind. So I, I, I knew that 
that it was like, and then I started learning about like, oh, credit is is basically like your adult report card because right. that's what we, people know if they can if they can trust you with money or not. And, <laughs> and, and for me, that was like a big thing. So I, I made it a, a big focus on mine. As soon as I started getting my full first full-time job, which was with the Air Force, I took a credit card as soon as I, as I could. And instead of getting a secure credit card, because I just didn't want to do that, I took a a card with the military. So it's like, oh, like the military did this um, military star that you can only buy like in base and like on, inside of the base in the in the VX or, you know, PX, whatever. So I did that first couple of months and then applied for a real credit card in Navy Federal. They approved me one for like $2,000. I was like, wow, my first credit card, like 2000 or 3000 I was like, wow, like, this is amazing. So I started paying everything, like all my bills, literally every single bill, my phone, everything that I could put in credit cards, started doing, I started building and got pretty high. And, and then that's how, you know, I got my house in a 2.25%. And nice. that's something like almost like, that's probably not going to be hurt. You're not going to hear of an interest that low in probably years, if ever. Right. Because like, right. Right. <laughs> so like the, all those things I managed to leverage because of, because of my mom. And and that's why, but but it's crazy to think that over half of adult Americans don't have credit or back credit, uh, because it's it's something that I just grew up with, right? And and it's crazy to think of that. And then you know things happen in the business, and my credit now is like not as high as it was when I got this house and all everything. But but you know it, it's part of like challenges, like you had to, right? So it's always like even if you know. And that's the thing, even if you know, sometimes it's, there's things that happen and, and you get sort of in there. So on that note, right, like people that know, people that don't know, they might, especially now with the recession that's happening, there's, look, uh, you even told me earlier, right, that 20%, uh, there's a 20% increase from year over year on people going bankruptcy. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. January of this year, there's 20% more bankruptcy filings than there were January of last year. That is kind of crazy and and alarming and and this is the big is. like this is most likely gonna get worse because <laughs> we're just kind of starting out what what's yeah, your take it, on that well i think you're right i think it definitely could get worse because a lot of the people that normally would have filed bankruptcy they were able to hold off because of all the stuff having to do with covid where you know you don't have to make payments on your mortgage and they go oh, okay you know I, I can i can make it through i can make it through and then what happened was it got extended and then they got to the point where now they can't catch up. And so if the bank doesn't modify their loan to a point where it's affordable for them, then, you know, what else are they going to do? I mean, you know, yeah, they could sell the house, you know, that's a possibility. You know, unfortunately they're not that many people who are upside down on their house now, but you know, people don't want to sell their house, you know? So what's the option? It's like, well, you know, I can file bankruptcy and then I can keep my house and just get rid of all of this other debt that I've got, whatever that may be. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just hopefully we take a turn for the best in the next, you know, not too far, let's say, right? Because it's hard to even estimate nowadays. But, you know, on that note of, you know, talking about this bankruptcy, talking about credit uh, for, you know, personal and business owners, given that my audience are business leaders, what advice uh, do you have for for people and in something that people can take action, right? Like if it's looking for information or taking action on certain directions. So what, what kind of actionable tips do you have for the audience? Well, I think one really big thing when you're a business owner, especially a small business owner is to be able to utilize your credit 
to take advantage of opportunities so you can make money from it. And having your credit as an asset instead of as a liability, you have the opportunity to do that. But even when you do it, you have to do it correctly. For example, let's say you've got a $5,000 credit card. And now most of the people would think, well, hey, they gave me a $5,000 credit card. I shouldn't be penalized because I'm using $5,000 on that card. They said I could. But what happens is it causes your credit score to go way down. And then you can't get more credit because your score is down. So you have to pay it down before you can get the credit you need now. So what you really want to do with that is you take that, you go, okay, I've got $5,000. I want to use it. But you want to keep your usage to about 30%. And so what you want to do is get more credit than you need to use. And so if you figure I'm going to use, you know, you know, 5,000, you go, okay, well, I should have 20,000 in available credit card, you know, limits. And that way you use 5,000, you're still at 25%, which is under the 30% threshold to be in the ideal range. Yeah, that, that is, you know, credit utilization. It's, it's a big, big factor uh, to get credit. I, I do know, do know that. And so other, other than credit utilization, is there any, 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 let's say golden nugget or something that you have seen that you, you might, you, you, you see a lot of people missing, right? Like something that could be small, could be big, but something that you see a lot of people missing that, that could really have a very positive impact when getting credit or business credit or, you know, how to, how to leverage credit better. Is there anything that you have identified like that? Yeah. And I think one thing that's really key in that area is knowing exactly what you've got. Because there's a tendency to, you know, you have your credit cards and you go, okay, I know I've got X number of credit. Let's say you got five credit cards. I know I've got five credit cards. I kind of know what the limits are in all of them. I know what the balances are in all of them. But, you know, then you also add in your other bills. You've got mortgage or rent. You know, you've got, you know, your car insurance or, you know, homeowner's insurance. You've got other things. You've got utilities. And keeping track of all that so that you don't have late payments is really important and it's not something that's really taught in schools i mean you know you can take accounting in schools and i did but it wasn't particularly useful you know it's like you know yeah i you know i'm a math guy so it was kind of fun for me but it's not something that i use because the systems they teach you in school are not really something you can apply to your own life i mean they're designed for you know these fortune 500 businesses and you know with the advent of computers you know however you know many decades ago, it's all changed anyway. They don't do it the same way. And so if you can have a system, even if it's just as simple as an Excel spreadsheet where you list out every account that gets paid every month and the amount that you pay and the total balance and you know, even adding other information that might be useful to you, you always know how much you owe at all times. And that can help you for cash flow projections and you know like because you when you when you, whatever doesn't get tracked like just gets lost right like you don't you right. don't know where, where it's at right so that that is very important so that's why i've seen a lot of people uh like one of my clients Derek Faye, he's a nine-figure guy like worth over 250 million he still checks his bank account all the time and it's like uh like a it's a thing that he developed, you know, he was grow up for very humble beginnings, like very like projects poor. And now like he's being able to, you know, even get to like the nine figures. And 
he still like acts like on that mentality of like I need to track everything and I need to make sure that I have everything. And obviously, I mean, that's why the wealthy stay wealthy, right? Because they they keep with those disciplines that they that they were doing even when they, they got didn't have there. money, right? Right. Yeah. Got there. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And, and it's, it's it's funny, right? Because I, I talk like he's he's one of my clients, like nine, nine figures. And then I have another eight-figure client too. And he tells me about the same thing. He's like, I work, <laughs> I, I sometimes I'm like, okay, first of the month, I got to go grind super hard and stuff. And this guy's like making over 20 millions a year. And he's like, oh my God, I got to, like he gets in that survival mode almost. And then he re realizes like, oh wait, like I don't have to be like this, but I still have you know, bills to pay, a lot of mouths to feed, right? Because when you are that level, then you also have a lot of responsibilities, a lot of employees and, and, and assistant right. contractors and all that. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to surround myself with those people, to be honest. It's, it's, uh, they give me a very good perspective and it's pretty cool. I learn a lot from them. So I love my clients. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, is there is there any like, biggest takeaways you know that you want to leave the audience with anything that you you know prior to kind of wrapping this up is there any like one or two things that you want to leave the audience with yeah there's there's i could go on for probably hours but let's not do that <laughs> um number one i would say is uh as far as credit inquiries like you know having having somebody pull your credit do that only when you actually need to apply for credit you know, as opposed to, you know, when you go into Target and they say, hey, you can get 10% off everything you spend. You're already in line. You know, Great. I mean, you know, how much are you going to you're going to spend? OK, maybe a couple hundred bucks, you know, and you go, OK, 10%. So you get a 10% discount on $200. So you get $20 and now you have probably the highest interest rate card that you've got. You know, and it's not going to have a high enough limit to really be useful. You know, I mean, maybe they give you a couple thousand dollars, but it's not going to change your credit in a positive way. So, you know, I would say when you're having your credit pulled, you want to make sure A, that you need it and B, that you have a pretty good chance of getting approved. That, that's, a, that's a big one. Yeah, that's a big one. Because if they pull it and then they affect your credit and then you didn't even get approved, like it just there's literally nothing, nothing good and bad. did happen, Right, right. You know? It's like, well, I, <laughs> Yeah, wasted that one. You know? <laughs> and uh, just uh, if you if you know, like every time that they pull your credit, it's like about ten points, fifteen points. What do you know? Like, and how long does there, that take take to take? There's out? actually no set number of points because it depends on what's on your credit report. So let's look at it this way: so credit inquiries and new accounts combined make up ten percent of your score. And so if you don't have any new accounts, then you know, to that degree, it's not going to affect your score negatively. And then if you pull your credit once or twice, it shouldn't make that much of a difference. But let's, let's take, for example, you have a guy that's got, you know, 20 accounts and has his credit pulled and he's got, you know, 20 years of history or more, you know, one inquiry, negligible difference, nothing to worry about. But then you've got somebody who's got one account. He's had it for six months. So now he's finally got a score. And then he goes shopping for a car loan and he continues shopping for a car loan for like three months because he's not sure. And his credit score goes down, down, down the whole time because he's pulling his credit unnecessarily because he's not ready to buy the car. But the car dealerships, they want you to be approved. They want, oh, yeah, wait, 
well, let's let's send you the finance manager, right? Yeah, no, no, they they, they will try to do whatever it takes to get you there. Doesn't matter That's if it's right. gonna be the highest uh, interest possible, but they the sale is has to happen. <laughs> That's right. It's it's only seven hundred fifty dollars a month, and the guy's making like you know three thousand a month. It's like, well, it's only twenty five percent of his check. It's like, well, yeah. why would you spend 25% of your check on a new car? Well, the car dealership, they don't care. They want to make a sale. You know, as soon as you make the first six yourself. payments, they're off the hook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great, you know, that's a great, great advice. Uh, that's something that um, I'm going to keep in mind more to tell, to, to tell people because I haven't thought about that. Like, look, if you're going to go 10% is not worth the time to go through it to then like if you get approved and stuff unless like let's say that you are buying furniture you're buying uh, a fridge or like big stuff like now it's hundreds of dollars right and right. it's like different and then you can maybe they, they give you like zero percent interest for a year or that's different right that's right different. that's different but if it's just look you're in target you're in and you're buying like uh like hundred dollars worth of something, maybe two hundred dollars. Like this is just not worth it. You know, you're right. Ross, you're Marshalls, whatever. It's not worth it. It really isn't. If it's not thousands and thousands of dollars, right? Don't even, don't it's even. Not, it's not enough to change your life. It's, it, you know, it, but know? it is significant in your credit. So like it, it could be, right? It could be. So like, don't even take the chance. Don't even waste the time, right? Because it's a waste of time too. You got to be there and blah, blah, blah. And even if they make it easy, don't take, don't, don't fall from that. So that's a great, great takeaway. Thank you for that. And one question about kind of related to that. I heard uh, like it, that sometimes if, and this is like, not like all the time by what I heard is, Sometimes when you're buying for a car, if it's not for three months, like you said, but like if it's within the same week or something, you're kind of shopping around like right there. Uh, they don't, is it, it, they do conglomerate them to make, to be less or did it just like every time it's just going to hurt you a lot? Like it's, it's just, I heard something. I don't know how true what that was or not. Okay. So there's, there's two things about that. One is that you, you have either a two week or a 45 day period and it depends on what credit bureaus or not credit bureaus what credit uh, reports they're pulling because there there are so many different versions of the fico score and there's like the you know fico score eight you go online you know with experian and you get your fico score eight there is not a single lender that uses that score not one and so whatever your score is there it gives you an idea but it's not the one and so that's one of the newer ones the older ones like, for example, in mortgage and mortgage and car loans are the same thing here. Uh, they use the older ones because they just that's what they've used for a long time. So for those older ones, it's a two week period. So if you go shopping for a car or for a mortgage, you go, OK, I want to check around. I want to check around. Do it within the two week period so that you can have your credit pulled as many times as you want. And it counts as one time. That's amazing. So it's two weeks. That's like that, a good rule of thumb to when yeah. you're pulling all this credit that's good that's good to know i think that's a great takeaway too so i'm glad that i asked <laughs> <laughs> me too people need to know this stuff and yeah, they don't no. teach you in schools you know because i was talking to somebody the other day and they said well you know why they don't teach you in the schools because the teachers have the same trouble with everybody as everybody else with credit so they don't know either yep yep that happens a lot i mean it's it's 
it's it's a big problem just that's why like you know what's cool and everything is is, is so important and, and nowadays i've seen more and more people especially since you know covid uh, more and more people are homeschooling and building their own yep. stuff and uh, for me like if if i ever have kids because i'm i don't even feel like i'm want to have kids but if i ever do like i would like to to do like because i'm big into communities like i'm building my own community for my business and i want to i'm a community guy like i always been and uh, i want to have my own my tribe right i want to have my tribe nice. so and like not just like virtual anything like have a place like we have this place and then we create our own school and we have because we can do most things online anyway right so if we're self-sufficient in our tribe that's what i envision for my future and somewhere you know nice weather and just maybe in puerto rico right because i'm from there i really like it or maybe somewhere in i don't know maybe i end up in south america who knows who knows what's gonna <laughs> happen but i just want nice weather i just want to have like my people and just having having those having our, our own school basically, I always thought that to make my own school when growing up, uh, because I I wanted to I want to make sure that I am teaching the right things to survive the this cruel world. Like I, there's so like I feel like I, I've been fortunate enough to to be well educated, and I still don't know so many important things or didn't know. Well, there's a lot that I don't know, but you know I've learned a lot in my two years and seven months of entrepreneurship because I have, sure. you know, I've had to. So well, that's yeah, what I mean, there's, there's a lot to know. I mean, you, you can't know everything, but if you can surround yourself with people who know this stuff, you don't know, you can have a huge shortcut, you know, I mean, you know, just take anything. I mean, like, you know, okay, you want to, you want to learn how to fix a car. You don't just dive right in and start removing parts. You know, you go with somebody that knows what they're doing. I mean, some people do, but they are crazy. So don't, don't yeah, follow I'm not advice. that guy. <laughs> I changed yeah. my oil one time and I went, okay, now I know how to do it. I'm never doing it again. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm very careful. Like the only things that I am willing to do is things that I, and I ask at first or, or watch YouTube videos or something. If this is slightest, like, like thing that I need some expertise or something, it's like, look, I'm not touching this because I'm going to make it worse. So no, I completely like understand. So that, you know, that's, that's the thing where like, if you if you can have a community and then you learn from each other's mistakes and you can build something together, there's always just some huge benefit. So that's why I love it. So um, I just want to say thank you for for taking the time. I think that we we covered some good stuff. I really like that this last part uh, the most, to be honest. Just like because that's why I like those those golden nuggets that a lot of people do know, but a lot of people don't even like overlook. Those are like the most valuable things a lot of times. So, you know, thank yeah. you for coming well, and here to confirm, and that. Confirm whether something you've heard is true or not. Yeah, that's why, because I was like, look, I heard it, but now that I have an expert in my podcast, this is the, this is the time. If there's a time to ask, <laughs> this is it, you know? And and that's why uh, I, I love doing this podcast because I, I try to, really take advantage of it, right? Like I'm learning a lot through it and I record it now so then I can share it with the world. And now that's in in in, in YouTube and that, you know, be there and then can be infinitely leveraged through time, right? Evergreen content. Because this is like, things might change a little bit, but, you know, credit, like he said, like uh, Todd said, like it's old, you know, they're still using the old uh, credit bureaus, old systems right. and stuff. And it doesn't <laughs> seem to, to be changing that much. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, you know, thanks, thanks again for for taking the time. I think this was a this was a pleasant conversation, and there was definitely some value and credit is extremely important. So definitely, everybody should take take 
take control of their credit so they can leverage it to to have more freedom in, in their life. Absolutely. Yeah. So again, um, this this was so good. So I'm just gonna wrap it up with saying that I like saying that you don't get what you want, you you get what you believe. This is something that Turing Six Johnson taught me, and it was so impactful for me that I want everybody to know that believe in yourself. That's the most important thing. And another thing is that at the end, everything is going to be okay. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. I just want to leave, leave <laughs> I like people that. with that. Like I learned that from Shia LaBeouf on a, on a podcast. And those are my two mantras nowadays, let's say, right? Like I, I use this to survive all these different challenges that I get through the business. So, so Todd, I know there, there's going to be some people that are going to be, look, I really like what that guy was saying. I really like his story and I want to learn more from from him and just to pick up his brain and stuff. So how can people find you? Uh, they could go to my website, crackmycredit.com. And uh, you know, a lot of good information there about credit. And you can also get the book on that site too. Awesome. So uh, Crack the Code is the book. I'm guessing crack, you know, crack, they can crack find the credit it. code. Oh, credit, crack, crack the, the credit, credit code. code. Sorry, and and I, actually, you know, I just want to point out that the actual full title of the book is "Crack the Credit Go, Crack the Credit Code." To play the game, you need to know the rules, because those that know the rule, rules rule, right? That's right. That's what my uh, one of my clients, David Perez, says because he's a tax strategist, so he knows the tax code, and that's why he, him, and his team and his employees or in his clients, they win big because those who know the rules rule. Nice. Perfect. So um, thank you. So I want to leave you guys with that. So this was Todd Wilson and Fu, and this is us signing off. Thanks for listening to Moments with Fu with your host, Fu. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.